Welcome back to another episode of the Rankable Podcast. My name is Garrett Sussman of iPoll Rank. I am so excited. Today we're talking about this this really like important world in SEO, which is the SEO audit, which, you know, a lot of people don't get the nuances. Some people get too granular. Some people get too high level. I'm talking to an expert, a woman who's been doing it for literally hundreds of businesses. Today, I'm joined by Olga Zarzekna. She's an SEO consultant. She runs SEO Slide, which is an incredible website. If you're looking for you know all these common errors or tips on audits, or she's got a great newsletter, check it out. She's been in SEO for 10 plus years. She's done it in-house. She's done it for agencies. She's done it as the director of SEO. She's done it freelancing. Uh, she specializes, as I mentioned, advanced in-depth SEO audits and helping businesses create these like successful SEO strategies. I'm so excited. Thank you for joining me, Olga. Hi Gareth, thank you for having me. This was such a nice introduction. I don't think I don't think if I have anything uh, left to add. So <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have something to add. Also, check out her YouTube channel because you started about a year ago and you started kind of generating all of these great videos. I'm just curious, um, what's the strategy there? To be honest, I started about a year ago, but I think I like started with a two, maybe three videos, and then I I didn't publish anything until I think two, three months ago when I decided to 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 maybe grow my audience a, a little bit. And and I'm I'm quite happy because in two or three months I managed to get more than one one thousand subscribers, which is I think quite okay for a basically new channel. <laughs> It's that's amazing. And and it's awesome because you can really see it in the topics that you tackle in your YouTube videos, whether like it's specific problems that people have about their websites, doing audits in various industries. Like you're covering something for everyone in the SEO like world. And I can imagine you're kind of learning YouTube SEO as you go as well, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I used to advise people on YouTube SEO, and now this is like my test to see. <laughs> how it works. <laughs> well, that's the best way to do it is like get into the weeds and do it. And, and as we all know, here's, here's my ridiculous segue, but SEO is a marathon. It's, it's not just a sprint and you are a runner. You, you've done a bunch of yeah. marathons, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I can perfectly relate to that. Yes. So I've been running for like, I think 15 years now. Yeah. So a lot of marathons have marathons. Now I'm not running as much as I used to, but but running is SEO is is like running. You have to be patient. You have to be uh, able to sustain a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, I I can't do it. I I envy you for doing it. I here's here's my question: When you're running, especially for that long distance, are you are you the type of runner who just stays in your own head, or do you listen to music when you run or podcasts? Like what what's your what's your like where's your head at when you're running? So when it comes to like regular workouts, like casual workouts, when I don't run very fast, I always listen to podcasts because it is like a great, great way to learn something, especially if I listen at a faster pace than in an hour, I can consume an hour and a half. But when it comes to races or very fast workouts, then I have to uh, have to have music. <laughs> I, I feel that it's funny about listening faster. I can listen to a podcast or a video at like 1.5 speed. But if I get to 2.0, like times the speed, I'm yeah. like, that's too much. I'm missing too much. <laughs> 
Yes, it's getting harder at that at that pace. Okay, so let you you have been doing SEO audits. You work with a range of different clients. I want to dive in. I'm really curious. You know, you had that blog post like 99 different issues that you surfaced um, in various SEOs. What are some of the most common issues you see when you're conducting your audience? To be honest, these are not like very high level complicated issues. These are usually like fundamental basic, basic mistakes. Like the, I think uh, the one I'm seeing the most is using low quality uh, internal links uh, in the form of those read more, click more links or not having any internal linking, any meaningful internal linking structure. So I would say this, this is something I see in, I don't know, 80 5% of sites I audit. <laughs> I so what do, what do you recommend in those cases? Are you talking about like like in the body of the text or are you talking about when it's, you know, like navigationally like in different panels on like the homepage for instance? How do you how do you approach those those types of links and anchor text? So so the the one I'm seeing the most are, for example, the site has a blog, has uh, has categories, and even in those categories, there are a lot of sites which have uh, titles, titles of of articles, and those titles aren't links. But for example, just read more text. This anchor is a link, and basically we are linking to all all the pieces of content through read more. So this is, I think, a huge wasted opportunity if 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 the site linked to those uh, titles uh, normally and had those uh, read more then okay i can live with that but in the cases of sites where we don't have other links than read more links then i think this is like a huge thing that that's and i always recommend changing that so you so your preference would actually be just the titles being linked, not even having the read more link at all. Like that doesn't add to the experience. And and does that does it take away from any of the link equity having the, the two links and then the two anchor texts? I think uh people uh, two people will have two different opinions. Uh I would say I prefer I prefer not having uh, read more links at all, just having like one clear anchor text. But I but I still think the site will be doing pretty okay. And Google is kind of getting better at understanding that maybe this is a, this thing serves a bit different purpose. I think this is not a huge thing, but I'd rather have just one clear, beautiful anchor text, uh, anchor text thing. <laughs> I know I love it. I can imagine how many people are listening to this podcast right now and they're like thinking, oh crap, I got to get back to my website and see if like the title <laughs> is linked or if I'm just using that read more. Cause that's like a potentially easy low hanging fruit win. What Sorry. are what are some of the other like very common ones that you've seen? So uh for example, when the site uses JavaScript, uh to we have this load more section and uh, we you you have to click on that to load more content, to load more articles. So mm -hmm. this is a very uh, I would say not optimal setup where where you have those read more links and on top of that you also have this uh, JavaScript load more functionality. So uh, the, some of the sites uh, I saw which had uh, these two issues uh, not only they didn't have like a lot of, uh, they didn't have, uh, I, I would say, 50% of their content indexed, but of course, the rankings were practically non-existent. So in some sites, I 
all I did was change that. I'm I made sure that the um, that titles, actual titles, are links, and there is like regular pagination, and each blog post post each blog post has uh, related links to related similar articles, and of course those re related links are through anchor text, uh, which is like the title, optimized title. And in some cases, uh, the difference it made was like insane. The site, yeah. the site like uh, one of the sites, I think uh, it used to have, um, I would say, 200 something uh, daily clicks. And after that, it is now close to 2000 daily clicks. I think that's around that. And just by adjusting the blog linking and, and the pagination? This was like a, but this was, yes, but this was like a bigger site, which had a lot of content. It, it had like more than 1,000 uh, blog posts. But yeah, that was all. That well, that, I that actually do. leads to my next question, because I, I am curious, an SEO audit for a small site with like just, you know, 10, 20, 100 pages versus a medium-sized site with 1,000 pages versus like, some of these enterprise sites with millions of pages, what are some of the primary differences in how an SEO should approach an audit for these different sized sites? Yeah, so in the past, I used to like only do uh, audits for huge, huge, huge international brands. And in, in the case of such audits, you usually need to, uh, I usually used to use at least two crawlers or sometimes even three different crawlers, of course, GSC. So different types of data. And of course, uh, some sites are so uh, huge that you won't be able to crawl all of it. I think in some cases you you have to use uh, Jet Octopus because it is like faster than, for example, Screaming Frog. Because I used to like run Screaming Frog for five days, but sometimes it's not an option. So you have to like have more time, more resources, more tools. And you have to be able to look for patterns, some uh, different groups of pages. You have to identify that, for example, this 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 site has category pages, product pages, uh, some info pages, and look for uh, solutions for those different types of pages. While if you have a, a smaller site, like 10, 50, you can basically manually review all pages. And I and I. Now I am now I more often uh, review uh, audit smaller sites, medium-sized si sites, and there I am able to provide like basically all the information, all the recommendations I can because I am able to manually review almost entire site, like the headings for fifty pages. I can like quickly see those headings, what's in those headings, whether they are optimized, and I can usually come up with some extra tips on. Uh, some quick SEO wins. So, yeah. You, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, I just wanted to say that in the case of smaller sites, you can usually achieve more because you can, and sometimes you 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 are able to implement the, implement the, change, the changes yourself. In the case of like huge brands, like for example, I used to work on Procter & Gamble sites. Usually you provide the recommendations, but they never get implemented or just one gets implemented after a year. So you have less of an, imp less of an impact, even though it's a huge site. 
it's so interesting how the business structure can impact what change is made, like who's gatekeeping, who's in control of making changes to the website. Like to your point, the bigger the organization, the more red tape and how they allot their resources. Plus like a Procter and Gamble site, I can imagine when you have all these different domains that interplay, like when the business owns various websites or in the international aspect of things and dealing with, you know, HRF Lang and dealing with regionality yeah. versus languages, it's a whole different set of challenges. Exactly. And your SEO audit is not that important any any longer because like there is so many other things. <laughs> so you hint at it, but I got to ask like, what do you, so which do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy doing the smaller audits so you can get in there or do you enjoy the complexity of some of these like massive sites? To be honest, I think now I am leaning towards smaller, smaller sites where I can actually make a difference. Smaller like meaning up to 1,000, 2,000 uh, URLs. Do you do you have an, an industry preference when it comes to it? Because obviously that's that's another aspect of it is like, you know, doing an audit for an e-commerce site is going to be different than doing yeah. it for a publisher. What, sure. what are, What's your bread and butter? What are your industries that you love doing? So to be honest, I have a lot of experience with lawyer websites because I've, I, I was a, a reputation of SEO at a lawyer, yes, lawyer agency, lawyer SEO agency. So I have a, a lot of experience and I think, yeah, in lawyer sites, it is quite easy for me now to, to audit such a site. And I also like uh, auditing affiliate sites, helping them recover traffic or gain traffic. Very often it is about recovering that people hire me in case of affiliate sites. But yeah, I, I have some interest in that because I'm also building my own affiliate site. So I like uh, I like to review other affiliate sites as well. It's so hard. It's a fascinating space right now. And so we're in the midst of the holiday season. And, you know, this we, we recorded this a few weeks ago, but over the last six months, we've had this product reviews update come out, like all these iterations. What are you telling people? Like how, how is it impacting folks? And how are you looking at that from the perspective of an SEO audit for like how volatile the rankings have been for affiliates? So that really depends, but I would say the sites, yeah, (laughs) I had to say that. I would say the sites I always provide the guidance in the form of I have a I have a document where I listed all the questions Google uh, is asking us to ask about our sites and some and very often what they are asking us whether for example the review is actually like has actually be, been done it's not like the the pictures were taken from the vendor sites or whether the the pictures are original or some original commentary I would say the sites that do not provide that very often, they very often suffered. And it is quite easy to, to tell when you see like the, the site and there's just like a carousel of products, best for that, best for that, best for budget and nothing nothing else is there. So, so my main recommendation is to provide original insight if possible. If we haven't if we haven't like reviewed the pro- the product, we can at least try to get more pictures of it, just more than one. 
that may, it makes so much sense. And, and that's the advice that Google's been giving us is like they want authentic reviews that actually provide insights. When you're looking at the SERPs at this point and looking at these, you know, e-commerce re- results that have affiliates, are the, is Google getting it right? Or do you think they still have a ways to go to improve the algorithm to actually rank the best sites at the top? I would say the results are getting better, definitely, but there are still some cases where the sites that rank, I don't think they should rank. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I think it's 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 getting better and I think it will only be getting better because yes, this is what Google has been doing like all day and night, trying to to get the best answers, the best results. Right. And so, and going back to like what you, so you did a lot of lawyer SEO and, and I know that in the legal space, at least in the United States, and, and I don't want to assume, you know, internationally, but like there's a big local component for mm-hmm. legal industry, especially in terms of where their jurisdictions, where they can actually, you know, practice. So obviously you need to be geography specific. How do you approach that with your audits? Like, are you giving, you mentioned reviews, are you giving um, like reputation management recommendations, or are you focusing specifically on technical SEO and on-page recommendations? Uh, I would say, again, that depends on the type of audit, but usually I provide some some guidance regarding at least the G- uh, Google business profile uh, <laughs> account. <laughs> yes, Google business profile. Because sometimes there are some things that can be improved, so some categories can be added. So I sometimes provide that information, but mostly I focus on technical. Te- lawyer sites are mostly based on WordPress, and usually the technical things aren't that like huge there. Usually it is about content optimization, internal linking, matching keywords to to specific articles, because very often the the articles are written. But they are just written like we used to blog many years ago. So okay, so I will write about this today, without any like reference to what keyword tools are showing us, what keywords, what answers we can we can answer. So usually, like it is, it is a bit about, of course, uh, technical things. Whether the site is indexable, whether there are like fallibility, uh, indexability issues, is like or revital stuff like that all that's in this technical seo bucket but mostly i focus on like on-page content maybe quick seo wins because sometimes there is there's really a huge potential with just small on-page seo optimizations like fundamental ones usually Yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends on your client. It's a it's a much different animal working with someone who's never hired an SEO consultant versus you know some of these enterprises that have in house SEO teams. Yeah, uh, do you feel like like obviously they hire you because of your expertise? How much do you have to at least for the like the the legal um, firms that you work with or some of your smaller clients? How much do you have to fight? to get your recommendations implemented? Like, are they like, okay, let's, whatever Olga says, let's do it. Or do you still have to kind of make the case? So in the case of my own clients, it is usually me who implements the changes. So they all get ah, implemented. Of or I like directly supervise uh, the, the client or their team uh, ah. and how, how they implement the changes. So in that case, 
everything gets implemented. <laughs> so I'm lucky with that. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And then have, do you see any sort of like, do you have any strong feelings with like CMSs if you're doing the implementing, like obviously working with, you know, a WordPress or or even a Wix or something completely custom and having to do or having to do like Magento, do you feel, do you need to be comfortable with all those CRMs? How, how do you rec- make recommendations there? Uh, that's really, uh, I am I am the most efficient with WordPress. So with Word yeah. with WordPress, I can like provide any recommendations without even sometimes going into into the, logging into the site. In the case of other other CMSs, I if I don't know some CMS, I try to run some uh, some uh, demo site because sometimes, for example, with Magento, I think there is a demo site you can just log into online and see what it how it looks like because. I had to provide recommendations for Magento multiple times, and I, I, I'm not a great fan of that. So, at least <laughs> it's not Drupal. I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is that as well. <laughs> so, uh, before I start an audit, I always ask uh, if there is a person who is going to uh, implement the changes. If there is a technical pe- person on the on the team, and if there is like a web developer, then then I don't have to like uh, make those recommendations so like step by step. Like go here, click there, do that because it's just enough sometimes to say change this to that. So yeah, that, it's uh, important. If, if I don't know something, then I simple Google that. In the case of some CMSs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with so many of those technical things, it's it's easy to find for the most part because there's so many devs out there. By the way, thank you for saying CMSs. So here I am. I'm like CRMs, and you're like looking at me like, oh, I I, I haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so finally, I do want to ask, like, you know, there there are there's everyone has their approach to SEO audits. You know, whether you're an in-house SEO or you're hiring a consultant or an agency. What would you say that most SEOs get wrong when they're auditing their own sites? Hmm, so I would say uh, most SEOs get too attached to what the tools are telling them. For example, especially less experienced SEOs, they usually add the site to SEMrush or, or Ahrefs. And the tool is like regularly crawling the site and then is, is, is creating a report of issues and they then freak out, for example, like why my HTML to text ratio is too high or too low and stuff like that. So uh, the mistake is that uh, they think those issues are issues because the tool is telling them, but the tool is just the tool just knows that much. And it is our job as SEOs to put the site in context, to put the site's goal, goals in context, and to use our SEO experience to really interpret what the tool is telling us. We should be like following our own suit where we have like our own checklist. Like I have my own checklist of things I check. And I simply use the tools to check those things. Not not that the tool is telling me what to check. So I think that's that's a usually a good approach. Yeah, it, it makes sense because you think about, and not not to throw like Yoast under the bus, but the way that people use some of these tools, it's like you need to understand SEO. It's not just a matter of getting a bunch of green check marks or, I mean, maybe on Lighthouse it is where you want for like page speed, but like, you know, for, for a lot of these, it's not just checking boxes. It's really understanding the foundations to your point of SEO beneath everything. You mentioned tying it to the business goals. I am curious, um, 
How much do you need to know from your perspective about a business before you even conduct an SEO audit in the first place? So usually I I, I send a questionnaire to the owner where I ask like basic questions. What I want to know is how, uh, whether, uh, what's the purpose of their site, whether they, for example, like uh, whether they want to generate leads from that site, whether they just want to build brand authority, brand awareness, because there are like different, different, different purposes of having, having a, a, a site. And usually I try to make sure that the traffic I will provide or I provide with my audits or my services is the traffic that will convert. So I also want to learn what's, what the conversion for them is. Is it like that someone signs for their newsletter? Is it a lead? Is it because they bought something or is it because they, I don't know, uh, reached out to them for a consultation, whatever. So I want to make sure that uh my traffic is quality traffic. It's not like this ghost traffic that I, okay, I generated 3 million uh, clicks and you have nothing out of it. So I, I'd rather generate 500 and make sure that these are like qualified people to, to do what the owner wants them to do on the site. It feels very much like that's tied to this idea of, you know, what some SEOs get wrong is like that there's not this one size fit all audit. You, it sounds like you very much tailor your audit to the needs of yeah. the business. Yeah, exactly. So I always ask what's, what's the goal with the, what goals do you want to achieve with me doing that audit? Is it because you had a redesign and something went wrong? Is it because you want to have a new site? Is it because you want to increase your sales? Is it because you just want to have a health check of your site? So those types of questions I ask and it 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 and it lets me provide the audit that's really like tailored to the site. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, we, we do the same thing here where it's like so much of it is ultimately tied to revenue. And while, you know, there's always this struggle of attribution and like who gets credit yeah. for final sales, it's like we know that organic traffic is is critical to that whole buyer's journey. And so, you know, whether you're getting them at the bottom of the funnel or at least like to your point, building awareness, there's going to be value across the board if you're doing it effectively and know that business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Olga, this is fun. I'm so glad that we got to talk audits. I are you ready to 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 do a little bit of rapid fire rankings with me? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're gonna turn on some music, we'll put it on the clock, and I'm I'm gonna ask you to bring it now. We'll start out non-SEO, but rank your top three of something that you just love. Hmm. I would say pigeons, running, and SEO. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I feel like I want it. Next podcast, I got to ask you about the pigeons. Rank your best SEO or marketing win. Hmm. I would say building my own online presence, like within six, eight months, I would say. Because I, I started in uh, August 2020, and I would say in 2021, it was like already kind of working quite nicely, my, my site. So 
I would say this. <laughs> I, I love It's so awesome what you're doing. Okay, rank your top three SEO tools. Mm, Google Search Console for sure. I would say Ahrefs and um, SEMrush. <laughs> Screaming frog, sorry, I, I need to have four. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed four just this once. Okay, rank your best SEO trick or tactic. So I would say internal links, making sure that anchor text uh, contains the keywords, phrases we want to rank for. I would say this is like my, my top my top tip. You heard it here first, folks. Go, go, do it. Okay, rank, rank what you love most about SEO. I would say the fact that I have to learn new things every day. I have to read. I have to watch. I cannot like sit and do nothing. I need to become better and better at that. Absolutely, it's cutthroat. It's always evolving. Speaking of which, rank your best learning SEO resource. I would say Google Search Console SEO documentation, Google Search Central. Yeah, that's that's I think. They're focused favorite. on. They're putting a lot of content out there. It's so interesting. Okay, rank the. Okay, this is the hardest one. Rank the top <laughs> one to three SEOs or marketers that you most look up to. Oh, I think there are more than three, but okay, uh, Aleda Solis for sure. Um, the next one, I I would say Mary Haynes. Brilliant. And uh, hmm, that's tough because <laughs> Lily, right? <laughs> three, three, three women who are crushing our industry. I, yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And then finally, rank your number one cause or charity that you want to promote. So I would say uh, this is a, a Polish charity for pigeons. They save pigeons which are left somewhere, which are like left to die. So yeah. because I was, uh, I saved a pigeon baby last year, uh, like it was like a very, very small pigeon uh, in the frost. And this kind of make, made me more sensitive to pigeons that they are just like living, um, living, they are like beings like we are. And, and this charity uh, is all is helping such pigeons because we people often treat them like rats but they're not rats. <laughs> they're great, intelligent, sensitive uh, creatures. So uh, this this charity is called Gruszentnik. It's a Polish one, and they they simply pay for um, medicine, for food, for shelter, for such pigeons. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm really, I really appreciate you sharing that story. We'll have a link to them in the show notes, but you know, it's, it's interesting. You learn so much about folks when you have these conversations and like, that is, that is awesome. Like that, like understanding that, yeah, like with living creatures, it's like that we're all, we all share, share the same earth, you know, and, and that's yeah. cool that they're out there doing that. Thank you so much for being my guest. This was awesome. So many actionable tips. Uh, Olga, if people want to find you online, where do you hang out? Where's the best place to get in touch? So I would say Twitter and my website, seosly.com. So these two places and YouTube. <laughs> of course, yeah. Give, give some likes and subscriptions to the YouTube channel. We'll include the link to your Twitter as well. Really appreciate your time. SEO audits, go check your, uh, your blog pagination for the title tag being linked. Thanks again yes. for being my guest. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. It was, it, was, it was so much fun. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. This is awesome. My name is Garrett Sussman of iPoll Rank for another episode of the Rank Bowl podcast. We will catch you next week. Peace out. Thank you.